Well, welcome to the Gateway Mission Podcast. My name is Rachel Neal, and I am guest hosting for Steve Rusticus, our operations director. And um, I'm really excited today to do the second in a couple of interviews entitled, Where Are They Now? And so I'm sitting here today with Jordan Kaitowski. Why do I just... Don't pronounce the K. If you're if you're watching this on YouTube, um, maybe look down at the uh, screen and you can see the correct spelling of her name <laughs> because I, and I won't have you spell it, Jordan, but um, really thankful that Jordan is here today to share some of her story. And um, Jordan was with us through our program several years ago, mm-hmm. so um, has graduated and has quite the story to share and um I just hope that we have an awesome conversation today. And and my goal, Jordan, is that someone will hear this that needs to go through some of the journey that you've experienced. And maybe if there's family members who have someone in their life that they're kind of walking this journey with, that they would be able to refer them to what Gateway Mission has to offer. Oh, so Me too. Yeah, that would be awesome. So I would love to just kind of break the ice and get started um, tell us a little bit about who you are personally, about your family makeup, and um, just kind of what life right now is like for you. Okay. Um, um, as you know, my name is Jordan Kaitowski. Kaitowski. And I am married. I got married in 2018 to Zach. Um, we have two kids, Tatum and Jackson, and I... Um, I'm a hairstylist. I work um, two days a week. And um, life right now, um, it's busy. Uh, the boys just went back to school. Mm-hmm. I homeschooled for two and a half years. So this is their first year back. Um, so it's just kind of getting back into the rhythm of school and sports and in mm-hmm. um, our extra life stuff that we do every other day yeah so it's how old are how old are the boys um nine and six okay so so your six-year-old then this is his first experience in formal school um yeah he went to the outdoor um seedlings last year or two years ago so he he knew a little bit about that but um this is this is real for him yeah so well congrats on launching them into school and they've been there a couple of days now. So yeah, day two. Uh, at the time of this filming, Jordan is newly free <laughs> with her schedule and I just booked you right up. Yep. <laughs> you that's okay. Didn't even get a break. Yeah. So, well, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So you mentioned you and Zach got married in 2018. I would love for you to take us back, um, in time to maybe what brought you to gateway mission um, circumstances that led you there and just sharing a little bit about, uh, what it was like when you first came in. Okay. Um, so in 2016, I was living with my mother. I had just had my, um, son Jackson, uh, and so Tatum and I and Jackson were living in her two bedroom, one bath apart or a house. And, Mm -hmm. um, And I was just, I was drinking Mm -hmm. all the time. I, I, I drank throughout my whole pregnancy. Um, and 
and I couldn't stop. I didn't stop. And um, my mom had found me passed out uh, when she got home from work and um, kicked me out right then and there. Mm -hmm. And um, and did she keep your boys? She kept the boys. Yep. She booted me, kept the kids. And I had it was like, you know, midnight and I had nowhere to go. And I called somebody I had met on Craigslist mm-hmm. and went and he came and picked me up and um, and I just couch surfed until uh, May. Um, I stayed with somebody that I had met by my mom. So I was living, I was staying on his couch for um, a couple weeks and it was right around the corner from my mom and I don't think she knows this yet, but um he had, he's the one who interest, introduced me to Bo okay. from the men's mission. Okay. And so I had called him. Bo Williams, former staff yep, member. Yep. Okay. So I called him. He hooked me up with the ladies um, mm-hmm. that were in charge of women's. And um, they said, you know, we can't take you because we don't have medical help. Mm. And, and so you needed to detox. You need to point. go to detox okay. first before you come here. And, and were so, you, let me just clarify. And were you just drinking at this time, or were drugs involved no, as well? Just drinking, just drinking, just heavily drinking. Okay. Um, so yeah. So I was trying to find detox because, you know, hearing about this program and talking to the two women that I um, spoke with, they're you know telling me that kids are welcome and you come and you do this for a year and mm-hmm. and so that was my that was where my site was like, I get to bring my kids. I get to get sober. I get to get clean. I get Mm -hmm. this opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so then my next mission was, um, to find detox and detox was not available. They weren't taking my insurance. They were on this kind of wait list Mm -hmm. that. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go to a hotel Mm. and get myself seven days sober because that's what they requested. Yeah. And that's what I did. So some people listening to this may not understand the difference between what a inpatient medical detox looks like Mm -hmm. versus what you did, Yeah, which is really a tough it out method. Yeah. And it's not smart. No. Because you can die. Right. So. Because your body has become chemically dependent on the substances that you're using. And um, medically, if you do a medical detox, for those that are listening, it's medically assisted in a care facility. Um, they're administering different IV fluids and drugs and watching your body as you're detoxing. Often there's um, counter medications that are being used to help offset um, some of the physical distress that comes from the substance being rid of your body. Yep. Um, but when you do that on your own, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's ugly and it is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you weren't able to get into medical detox. You, did you successfully detox on your own yeah. at the hotel? Yep. How long did that take? Um, well, she requested seven days. So I stayed there for my seven days and okay. I went to AA meetings. Um, during that stay at the hotel, I was talking to my stepdad and he was like, you need to do something. Yeah. Get your crap together and mm-hmm. do something. And so then I was like, well, okay, I'll, you know, get to meetings and yeah. um, get myself clean. And so that I can show my parents and the ladies at the mission that I'm serious and yeah. I want this help. Yeah. So how old were you at that point? 
29. Okay. And when did you, I kind of want to hear, when did you start drinking? Um, I would say like 14, 15. Okay. And did you get that alcohol at home or did you find it with friends? I would say both. I, um, yeah, we stole a lot. So, so was it maybe the crowd that you hung out with? Yeah. Um, you were drawn to that. And mm-hmm. when did you know? So if you start drinking at 14 and 15, by 29, you're full-blown mm-hmm. addicted to alcohol um, to the point that you were willing to drink through your pregnancy. And I yeah. know what kind of mom you are, so that kind of surprises me. That tells me what hold alcohol had yeah. on you. Yeah. Um, when would you say between 14 and 29, you did you ever recognize, like, okay, I'm addicted to this? Um, I think, um, in my twenties because I was needing it before work or, Mm -hmm. you know, I needed it, um, throughout the day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just never thought about getting caught or thought about help or, you know, and then, you know, my, the man I love is also doing it. So it's like, well, why stop? you know, we're in this together. We're going to go down together. Like it was, it was our twenties. Like, you know, we just, that's what we did was Mm -hmm. wake up and do the same thing over and over. And, um, you know, I, like I said, I just, I functioned right until I didn't. Right. And that's when, you know, Tatum was born and I also, um, drank with while I was pregnant with him, but not as much as I did with Jackson. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, it's, it's such a sickness and you, you're in denial mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, you know, I'm only having this glass of wine, but then it's not that glass of wine. It's yeah. the whole bottle and you still think it's okay. Right. So, right. um, yeah. Yeah. That's, I think, uh, if you don't struggle with addiction in, I think in the realm of substance. I think all of us struggle with some sort of addiction, which, you know, biblically, um, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, our approach to addiction recovery, and I put recovery in air quotes because um, what we teach here is biblical freedom, that um, you don't have to use substances or other things in place of God to deal with life's problems, that um, you can approach his throne boldly um, for help. And we don't slap a Jesus label on people and call it good. And I know you've experienced that here. Um, but we really want people to experience real life transformation through a relationship with Jesus, which, um, I I know we'll get into a little bit later, how that's played out Mm -hmm. in your life and how you've been able to pursue sobriety, um, because of your relationship with Christ. So, Talk to me about you detoxed and then you came to the mission. Did, were you able to bring your boys with you right away or was that a process? Nope. That was right away. Move in day. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got done detoxing, I called them right away. Um, and they, it was, there was a little bit of time in between. So my mom took me back because mm-hmm. she's seen the work that I did. And mm-hmm. so she brought me home until gate. Um, until the gateway was ready. Mm -hmm. So, um, then she brought me and the boys here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been here ever since Yeah, (laughs) in Holland. Yeah. So, and now I know we're not sharing Zach's story and I'll get him on the hook to interview in the future for his perspective, but where is he right now in this process? When you check into the mission, okay. Is he 
on board? Or is he not in your life? Um, he's in my life because of Tatum. Yep. And the boys. And so he was there to get parenting time. Okay. Um, we definitely weren't together. Okay. So he was, yep. he was there. Um, and he was still actively using and using. he's, he's fine with me yeah. saying anything. Sure. He's an open book. Yeah. So, sure. okay. so yeah. Okay. So you joined the program right away. Yep. And, um, at this point, so we've made some changes in our program over the years. Was the program here at the Gateway Center yet, or were you back at the residence in the traditional program at that time? I don't remember what year that was. Um, so we were building this. Yes. Okay. So, um, so the Gateway was over, the Highland Rescue Mission was over off of Waverly and yep. Chicago Drive. Yep. So we okay. were just, what were we, we were. Um, were you sorting? And we were sorting. And, and so we had kind of started the hybrid of bringing program students over here. Yes. Yeah. And we had bailers. Yes. We were bailing lots okay, and so sorting. We were starting to transition from a residential program where um, classes and vocational training were done at the buildings, at the residential buildings, to um, the model that we have now, which is you sleep and live at the residential buildings, but you come over to the Gateway Center to get your vocational, your work training, your addictions classes. But I know it was kind of in a hybrid mm -hmm. at that point. So um, talk to me about uh, getting well, a little bit about the journey mm -hmm. of being in the program, maybe some of the ups and downs. Okay. Um, and then uh, and then post-graduation. Sure. A little bit. Okay. Um, so when living in the mission was great. I loved it. Um, I, you know, there's, it's easy to do because you follow the rules, you do your stuff mm -hmm. and you get done. Yeah. And, um, I barely had any hiccups. Um, I got along with everybody basically, mm -hmm. um, couple hiccups with chores, but, um, I mean, it's, that's what just what you do as your normal life, right? Uh, we yeah, have those as you live, at our house like, right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. I didn't get to mop because of the boys, but the boys came down and did the chores with me, yes. so it wasn't like it. It was fine, yeah. and yeah, it it really bothers me when I hear people talk about the rules and mm -hmm. things at the mission, and I it just spoils me. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's there for a reason. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, so yeah, it was. I loved it. I. You know, I have a great relationship with a lot of people that I've met mm -hmm. through um, Gateway. And um, uh, I think, you know, a little challenging is living with other women. Yeah. Um, I did. I was thankfully um, gifted my own room because mm -hmm. I had children. So, man, we had a ball. We just had, yeah. you know, you it, it was. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they loved it and they loved the playroom and we loved, mm -hmm. you know, the getting together with the women and, um, having, you know, movie night or whatever. And so, yeah, I, I can't say anything really bad about yeah. it. Now, did you, would you say that you were in a relationship with the Lord prior to coming to the mission? Um, did you come to know the Lord at the mission? Talk to me a little bit about your relationship yeah. with Christ and how that started and grew. And yeah, I definitely started, um, repenting and asking for forgiveness, um, during that week in yeah. the hotel, because okay. I knew nobody was there with me Yeah, and 
I knew that, you know, if something bad happened, yeah. he's all I have. Right. Yeah. So I would um, pray all the time, walk into AA and just, you know, that was my, that was who I spoke to, yeah. you know, did in you the grow, hotel. Did you grow up in the church? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yep. you knew about, you knew mm-hmm. the truth and yep. um, like so many of us, like me, I knew the truth, but I didn't come to know the Lord until I was 17. Yeah. So, I mean, he, that's when I was like, oh my word, I need you, Lord. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. you would say in the hotel room is when yep. you really came to faith and then that was able to flourish and grow through your time in the program. Yes. So when did Zach join the program? Um, okay. So I think I was already done. I okay. had finished and he was kind of like, hmm, mm. she's got a nice life going on. Yeah. And I kind of gave him an ultimatum, like, you know, if you want to pursue this relationship and, you know, move on, then you need to join the program as well. Yeah. And so he um, he was kind of iffy on it. And um, he knew that I was serious, though. Mm-hmm. So and then also staff was like, hmm, not sure about this. Oh, yeah. So yeah. staff was very... Um, you know, skeptical about it. And mm-hmm. they were just a little nervous, I think. And, but I yeah. like, I spoke to a lot and I was like, please, you know, like he yeah. needs it. He right. needs this. And so he joined in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, and okay. by the time I was done with my year program, his was nine months. Okay. So, and you were, but you were working here at the yes. gateway store. Yes. So I you forgot. were yeah. still part of the community mm-hmm. and were you living in transitional yes. housing at the time? Yeah. Okay. And I was working at, yeah, yeah the store. at the store. Yep. So you got to somewhat have a front row seat mm-hmm. to, but I know to Zach's story and his journey, but I know we don't allow relationships. Yeah. You guys had a unique uh, situation going on. Yeah. You have kids together and, um, you know, obviously at that point you're looking towards the future of um, maybe not a relationship, but your kid's dad. Yeah. Right? And yeah. wanting what's best for him because that's what's best for them. Um, so when, when did you and Zach decide, okay, yeah, this is going to be forever. Or do you feel like you maybe already decided that before? Um, no, I mean, he proposed to me in transitional housing in the bedroom. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, I needed him to, to find the help first and, um, you know, we had separated for two years prior to all this. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like, well, you know, I, I've been with him for 10 years, so I know I knew what I wanted and yeah. I just needed him to, to find the help he needed. Yeah. So you guys got married 2018, 2018, so right after he graduated. Okay. Like right after, cause yeah. then we needed him to move into transitional. Yeah. So, and yeah. that was all okayed. Okay. And how long were you in transitional housing for? Was it a year? I think so. Okay. I yeah. know that's what we allow, but sometimes yeah. we make exceptions for different yeah. things. Yeah. Um, was there anything? So I want to get into post-graduation sure. journey and with your family, because I know that God's um, continued to work and mm-hmm. um, he's taking you through some tough circumstances yeah. that um, I want you to share if you feel open and comfortable sharing that but was there and if you don't have anything it's okay because this is a spontaneous question yeah. I didn't give you this one to prepare okay. for <laughs> was there anything during your journey in the program or even while you were in transitional housing working here that God used to keep you on 
the path to sobriety? And were there times during the program that you were tempted to give up and to go back to drinking? Or did you hit any bumps along the way? Um, I did not give up. And I did, I did not want to give up while in the program for that year. Um, I was focused mm-hmm. on my end goal, which was transitional housing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just being honest because I feel like honesty is a, the best key. Mm-hmm. And, um, for anybody listening or watching, I yeah. think that, you know, they deserve to hear realness. Right. So in transitional housing, um, there were relapses mm-hmm. and hiccups. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, you you finish this thing with being watched and then you move on and then you're just like, what do I do? I have all this what, freedom. What do I right? do? Yeah. And as a alcoholic um, or an addict, you think you can just do a little bit. Right. And that's never the case. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just can't. Right. Um, so that was kind of my thoughts, like, yeah. well, I can just dabble a little bit and, right. and that got us into trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did, um, get dismissed from mm-hmm. the pro, uh, yeah. the transitional. Yeah. Um, and, but that was okay because then we got to move out and got to experience like real life. Right. But that wasn't great because hiccups came Yeah, and they hit hard and fast. Yeah. And so, we struggled. Um, we struggled. And so by hiccups, you mean relapsing, relapsing, yep. either you're drinking, he's drinking yep. or both of you yep. are. And I think it's so interesting that you talk about, um, not being able to dabble in it because I, I do believe that from a biblical perspective, um, and me not having personally experienced mm-hmm. addiction to alcohol or drugs or a substance, but I do think that God gives us the freedom to choose and that there are probably a lot of people who struggled with alcohol addiction or drug addiction throughout their life who have been able to use that substance in the future in a God honoring way. But most often I hear people say, I just can't touch it. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a, um, that you're not free in Christ. It's not that God says you it's forbidden for you, but you I think Paul says in scripture, like if it's sin to you, then it's sin. Yeah. And that's kind of what I hear most often is we just can't touch it. Yeah. It just, we end up going down that path to right where we were Mm -hmm. before. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, I've experienced that because, um, in 2019 is when I hit my second rock bottom. Yeah. So I just know that I need to hate it. And I do because of what happened. Um, and I cannot stand the stuff. Yeah. And so I have such a hard, um, feeling towards it. Yeah. You know, it hurt me horribly. Yeah. And so whenever, yeah. So I know, and that's my first thought. Anytime the thought may, you know, come to my mind, Mm -hmm. um, I just have to remember how, what it did to me. Yeah. Yeah, you have to remind yourself of where you once mm-hmm. were and that you don't want to be yeah. back there. So what is, do you want to talk a little bit about what that rock bottom in 2019 looked like? Because you didn't come back to the mission. Right. So you and Zach are living on, you're married, you're living on your own, yep. you have the boys, you're homeschooling at that point or not yet? Oh gosh. Um, you homeschooled not, 2020. Yeah, okay. not yet. So, so not yet. Yeah. So t- do you want to share a little bit about yeah, what that looked I'm, like? What yep. maybe led to that? 
Yeah. Um, heavily drinking. Yeah. Um, drinking, uh, morning, you know, throughout the day, whatever. It was literally a sickness, as I've said before, like my body needed it to function, but also um, I was, you know, sick yeah. because my body was rejecting it, but mm-hmm. I needed it. Right. So like that's I was that chemical so sick. dependence, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you so before you start heavily drinking, you start dabbling in it. Yeah. Little bit increases mm-hmm. day by day. Do you think at that point you were trying to cope with something? Was there was it a stressful time? I th- it was um unhappiness, yeah, okay. in my marriage. Sure. Um, you know, we we we're sober and we were good. And then we weren't yeah. just like that. Like mm-hmm. it, it came out of nowhere and that's what drugs and alcohol do. It comes out of nowhere. Um, so I was very unhappy. I was mad. I was so angry mm-hmm. that we went down this road again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so I just, I remember like wanting to be done, but I just couldn't because yeah. he kept, um, so we kept using it just never was a time where, you know, we were both like, this is, stupid you know we need to get clean um so I was just I was angry I was Mm -hmm. upset sad yeah and what did your relationship with the Lord what was that like at that time there it was gone it was I mean can't say gone but it was just not practice yeah so yeah I but he surely did save me and my kids Mm -hmm. because um on June 1st 2019 I was in a car accident because Mm -hmm. I was drinking and driving Mm -hmm. and we are here today. Yeah. Um, and I am dealing with all of that still today. Um, but I'm sober and my kids are here and they're not hurt. And, um, I was given mercy and grace. Yeah. And so that happened in 2019. Did you immediately stop drinking again at that point or was it? Okay. Yeah. So then COVID hits and, a lot of people in our world, if they didn't struggle with alcohol addiction pre-COVID, they did during COVID. I yeah. Mean, a yeah. lot of a lot of a lot of people turned to the bottle to cope with the stresses of life that they were experiencing, the unknown, the fears, all of those things that were supposed to run to God with and rely on him for. A lot of people turned to drinking. What did that look like for you and Zach? Was that a temptation for you? Did you? Um, no. Yeah. I mean, I was on a tether. I was yeah. on, you know, um, how, like house arrest. Like there was just so much stuff going on yeah. that I couldn't. Yeah. And I was fine with that. Yeah. Like I, I didn't go to jail. And I remember telling my boys, like, I will do everything. And I promise you, I will never leave you again. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the judge didn't give me any jail time for a felony. Yeah. Um, it, you know, like I said, I was given grace and mercy yeah. and, um, and so there was just no, no temptation at right. all. You know, I yeah. had to do an alcohol test like every day, like, mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful for that because that helped me get to where I am. Yeah. In that sense, the legal system came alongside of you yeah. and said, if you're not going to do it, we're going to do it for you. So you had to test every day. Um, I think it was, to, yeah, close to. And you had a tether, so you I were had a house arrest for yep. how long? Well, okay. Um, I wasn't allowed to go home for like three months. Okay. So I had to have a 
fifth person involved to chaperone. Yeah. So I was sta- staying five streets down with a friend. Uh-huh. Um, she actually worked at the mission too. Okay. So I stayed with her and whenever somebody would come tag along, I'd go see the kids and mm-hmm. I was on scram, um, which is the alcohol thing. And then you're getting tested by CPS. Um, so that was a good chunk mm-hmm. of my probation. Yeah. So my probation was four years. Okay. I'm about two and a half in. So you're, you're closer to being done. Yeah. I'm, I did ask for early dismissal for good behavior and they're working on that. So they said it's probably a yes. So that's exciting. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. So share with me a little bit about, um, your journey with Silas. Okay. Do you mind? Nope. Um, so Silas is my son who I lost, um, at 38 weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. I, that was September 27, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going in for a normal checkup and, mm-hmm. um, they just couldn't find his heartbeat and I had to go and deliver him, which was every mother's worst fear is yeah. delivering and not being able to take your baby home. So, um, you know, I, I stayed sober. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to, um, not only because I was on probation, but I knew I owed it to my kids and Silas and Mm -hmm. my family. And, um, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to erase memories, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I had two, I had two good days, um, of, well, I wouldn't say two, but I had, you know, hours to look at him and I didn't want to erase those. Yeah. So I didn't want to, um, you know, wash away. That's interesting that you say that because I think, I think we know that people that abuse alcohol are looking to cope with something with pain or stress, but I've never really considered like the erasing of memories. Yeah. Like I don't remember a lot in my twenties because I was blacked out, Yeah, you know? So what I didn't want to not remember him because of drinking. And so in a way the Lord used that to help you stay sober. Yeah. Um, I remember, uh, we're friends on Facebook. So I remember, um, seeing the news and just, uh, I remember where I was. I was at the front desk here at Gateway when I saw your post and I had been kind of watching your Facebook page. I don't think I've even shared this with you just cause I was so excited for you guys. Felt like yeah. you had experienced a lot of, um, not worldly success, but just success yeah. um, as a family. And I was really rooting you on, you know, Zach had started his own business or at least was getting into that and just watching you, you were homeschooling and just, I felt like at least from what I could see on social media, God was really growing you guys. Yeah. And then, um, I saw your post and I was excited cause I thought, Oh, they had the baby. And I, I was at the front desk and I just stopped and it was like the Lord took I, my breath was gone. And I just prayed, God, help them to stay the path of sobriety. Because I know that a tragedy like that, when 
when you've experienced loss throughout life and your your typical pattern is to turn to the bottle. Yeah. I, I just remember praying God help them to seek you. And I don't I don't know if other staff from the mission reached out during that time. Um I know we had staff here that, you know, were friends with you guys and yeah. knew you and we're like, we've got to come around them as much as we can. So Yeah, everybody did. Did you have we had the best community that's you know awesome. that mm-hmm. we could have asked for mm-hmm. so and that's why we love Holland because we've grown so close to everybody mm-hmm. and we know everybody knows our story yeah and it's like why would I want to leave from that mm-hmm. I know that everybody here supports us yeah so there's some freedom and transparency too you know people knowing your story it's it's almost freeing mm-hmm. because um, when something like that happens, like with Silas, you've got people that are praying for you that yeah. you don't even know that are like, okay, Lord, hold yeah. them up. Because yeah. And I, we needed that because yes. we didn't know how to pray. I didn't know. I, I didn't talk for, to God for months. Mm. I wasn't mad. Yeah. But I was like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. That, it's, it's taken me a while to get back into a relationship with him, but I have, yeah. um, you know, I just, there's that, that faith and hope that, mm-hmm. that Silas is, I'll be reunited. Yeah. So, yeah. So today mm-hmm. the boys are off to school. Yes. Your husband's working in his own business. You're yeah. cutting here two days a week. What, how would you describe uh, your life today? Um, I'm happy. I can say that by meaning it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am about to be off probation, hopefully. Mm-hmm. That means I get to try and get my driver's license again. Um, we are working on um, just you know, Zach's business and the boys and their future and our future. And just, you know, we got a dog, Bruno. And (laughs) and it's just, it's, it's nice to finally be free. Mm -hmm. I can say and celebrate recovery that, you know, I'm, I have freedom over drugs and alcohol because I, I do. Mm -hmm. Is it a, a thought it is because yeah. I'm an addict sure. and it's always going to be there. And, you know, no matter how many years you have, it's always going to have some kind of hold in your brain mm-hmm. for some odd reason. There's temptation. But there. yeah. yeah, but you're you do your thing. You do your steps. You do your um, you reach out. You talk to people. You be mm-hmm. open and honest. And, um, you know, that's how I what I do with my friends and yeah. people I need my support, sure. um, my accountability partners. Yeah. Um so, you know, whenever I'm struggling, I just reach out. And that's why I love Holland so much, um, because everybody's here that I yeah. need. Yeah. Um, you know, my family, obviously, I always need them and they know that. But, um, you know, if somebody if I need somebody fast, mm-hmm. I know I can count on somebody yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so I'm just I'm I'm happy. You know, we just bought our first house in October. Yeah. Um, never saw that coming. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, of course I have pain because of my loss, <clears throat> but, um, you know, it's just the faith and the, the relationship with 
God that I have that yeah. keeps me happy and focused on the the boys and yeah. and Zach and yeah in the here and now so yeah what would you say to somebody who's listening to this that either is in a similar to position position to where you were and needs what gateway mission has to offer or maybe they have a family member that they're praying for that is similar to what you experienced yeah um i would say you know do it come and take a tour talk to the women um, I actually am now that the boys are in school, I want to volunteer yeah. at the women's shelter because I, the, you know, that's, I love it there, mm-hmm. you know? So I would, I would definitely highly suggest it. Yeah. Um, and like we've said, it's changed. So I'm very interested to, to go over there and see mm-hmm. the changes and what happens. And you guys still do Thursday night at Yes. City. Yes. It was City Harvest and now it's Gateway Gathering. So we do. We have four partner churches that take those on. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's still that was always still happening. You can come. Yeah. Bring your kids. It's right down here, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's vibrant, it's energetic, it's convicting. Um it's a great community. Yeah. I just I the memories I have, you know, are just great. Mm -hmm. And um I've met so many so many women and Yes, yeah. it's, it's definitely life changing yeah. and um, in uh, faith growing. Mm, that's awesome. So, well, Jordan, thank you for being yeah, here thank you. and for sharing your story. And um, next time we'll have a new person and a <laughs> new where are they now. And we just love uh, watching people who are experiencing success. And I love that Gateway Mission was a part of your story. It wasn't yeah. the It wasn't the beginning, it wasn't the end, but it was a part of the journey that God used um, to bring you to where you are today. And, uh, you know, we like to say sanctification isn't a straight line up. It's, you know, God makes us more like him on a journey that has ups and it has downs. And I appreciate you uh, sharing some of the downs. Those aren't proud moments, but I think it's you recognize that it's part of what God used to bring you to where you are today. Yeah. So um, thanks for listening. If you want more information about Gateway Mission, you can find that at hopefoundhere.org. And that's all for now.